Hello, this is Fight Back, a podcast by the Healthcare Consumer Rights Foundation. I'm Steve Poisner, founder and executive director. Our nonprofit's mission is to help you navigate the complex healthcare system and understand your legal rights, options, and opportunities when you encounter problems or obstacles. We want to empower you with the information you need to fight back and get the best possible care. Today, we're going to take a closer look at health insurance and what to do if you have lost your health insurance due to COVID-19 or any other reason. Our health insurance is critical for individuals and families. And when you are suddenly without health insurance for any number of reasons, it can feel overwhelming and difficult to determine where to start and what to do. Fortunately, there are many options available. And here to talk with us about how to navigate this complex system is Jen Moore. Jen is HealthNet's Chief Commercial Officer, where she oversees all of the insurer's commercial lines of business from individual and family plans to small business plans to large group plans. During her nearly 20 years at HealthNet, she also led the insurer's planning for the Affordable Care Act exchanges and has expertise in operations, sales, product management, process engineering, strategic planning, and technology development. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Jen. Thanks so much, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. Jen, as we all know, the pandemic has caused the unemployment rate just to spike. In California, for example, just over the last few months, the unemployment rate has quadrupled from about 4% in February to over 16% now. The Kaiser Family Foundation predicts, they estimate actually that across the whole country, about 26 million people, uh, the workers and their dependents will lose their health insurance because of this pandemic. So this is a crisis within a crisis, of course. So if people out there that are listening to the podcast, if they find themselves or their family members or their friends in this difficult predicament where they've lost their job and their health insurance, what do you suggest they do? How do they get started looking at their options? So, Steve, it's such a great question, and it is a really big problem. There are a number of options available to um, to people across the country, but particularly here in, in California. What we're seeing right now is many companies who are terminating employment with employees, they're actually offering um, to pay coverage for a period of time, or they're, they're able to offer COBRA, COBRA solutions to their employees. COBRA can be pretty expensive, but it is an option for those who've been laid off from their employers. Additionally, um, there is the the exchange program funded under the Affordable Care Act. Here in California, that program is funded by and run by Covered California. They are the largest state health insurance marketplace for individuals and families in the country. This coverage offers you the ability to uh, sign up and potentially um, get subsidies to help pay for coverage. Those subsidies are based on your income level, and you will be able to um, determine that by enrolling with Cover California. There's also the state Medi-Cal program, which is um, coverage, provides coverage for those um, who make the lowest amounts of money in the state. So just to recap, 
there are a number of options. There's COBRA, which is uh, coverage through your employer plan, but it's pretty expensive. There's coverage through Covered California, which is the state-based exchange here in California. And then there's Medi-Cal coverage, which is available um, through the state. And both Covered California and um, Medi-Cal provide um, premium assistance based on your income level. Got it, Jen. Thanks for that overview. Let's dig into some of these options in a a little bit more detail. Uh, First of all, uh, there may be a couple of more straightforward options that I I would love to get your feedback on. If you lose your job and you're under the age of 26, you have some options to hop on your parents' plan, right? That's correct. So under the Affordable Care Act rules, um, they extended dependent eligibility coverage through age 26. So if you're under 26 and have no coverage and your parents have coverage through an employer-sponsored plan, you can join their plan um, as a dependent. Okay, so that can be a really good option, right? Because, you know, with employer coverage, you know, the employee pays part of it, but the employer pays most of it. And if you already have family coverage from your employer, you might be able to add your under 26-year-old child for very low cost. That's correct. It's a great option for families with dependents under age 26. Right. Now, another option might be if, uh, if you lose your job, but your spouse is employed and has coverage from his or her employer, then the spouse can join the other spouse's plan, yes? That's correct. So the way that employer-sponsored plans work, uh, you have an open enrollment period each year, And um, the employee can enroll in coverage for themselves, themselves and their spouse, themselves and their entire family. If for some reason uh, one one spouse is covered under a plan and the the second spouse has their own coverage and one of the spouses loses their employment, that's considered a qualifying event. Qualifying events are really important to understand because it opens up the ability for a very short window of time to enroll in other coverage. So if, for example, I lost my coverage through my employer, I could join my husband's health insurance plan within a defined window. That's the qualifying period. So it's a really good option if you have a spouse who has employer-sponsored coverage. Additionally, about, I was just going to ask you about what, what is the length of time, you know, you say it's a short period of time. How much time do you have, you know, to sign up? The rules vary depending on um, employer size and policies, but typically my recommendation is you should take action within 30 days. No, no qualifying period is shorter than 30 days. Some are a little longer, but to be safe, I would just recommend that if you're if you're facing a loss of coverage, you should take action within 30 days. The other thing, Steve, that I think is really important for people to know is let's say, for example, my husband and I are both on my health insurance plan through my employer. If I lose my job and my husband has a job that offers health insurance coverage, 
that also is considered a qualifying event. And my husband can go and apply for coverage, not just for himself, but for, but for himself and, and our entire family, because I've lost my job and that is a qualifying event. Again, I recommend that if you have a situation like this, you, you contact the appropriate HR department within 30 days to start the process of obtaining coverage. Well, that's a really good point. Even if your spouse doesn't get health insurance from his or her employer, uh, the spouse could if there's a qualifying event, you're saying. What are some of the other examples of qualifying life events that trigger you know, this open enrollment period? Yeah, that's a great question. So there are, are several. The big ones are marriage. So if you get married, you can add your spouse to your plan or you can be added to your spouse's plan. If you um, have a child, so a newborn, a birth is a qualifying event. Um, an adoption is a qualifying event. Uh, we've talked about changes in, um, in employment. So job loss is a qualifying event. Those are some of the biggest qualifying events that impact, um, impact people across the country. Okay, uh, great. Let, let's keep going with some of the other options here. Uh, you mentioned uh, Medi-Cal, the, the Medicaid program in California. Uh, talk a little bit, a bit more about what does it take to qualify you know, for Medi-Cal? How low does your income really need to be? So generally, adults with an income of um, what the federal government determines is the federal poverty line are eligible for Medi-Cal. In California, that is 138% of the, of the federal poverty level. Um, for a single adult, that translates to an income of about $17,000 a year. For a family of four, that translates to about 30, an income of about $36,000 per year. If you uh, are at or below those income thresholds, you can qualify for Medi-Cal, and that is a no premium, uh, no, no um, cost sharing plan. So this is um, a really good option for those who have been hardest hit by a recession. Yeah, it, it, we'll, we'll talk more about Covered California in a second, but uh, Covered California, you say, has subsidies for people with lower income. If you can qualify for Medi-Cal, is that better than uh, going for a subsidized plan on Covered California? Is there an easy answer to that question? Well, there there is actually. I would say, Steve, better is just, you know, it's just, it's it's not a great word. Um, they're all really good options, but they all have rules and boundaries. So you don't really get to choose if you want, um, if you qualify for Covered California, you may not, you would not qualify for Medi-Cal. Um, if you qualify for Medi-Cal, you can buy insurance through Covered California, but it may cost you a lot more money. And so, you know, those programs really are intended to be a seamless safety net for um, Californians. And it's important to understand that. And so based on your income, you will be um, you will be taken down a path to buy coverage through Covered California, the state based exchange, or you'll be taken down a path to enroll in Medi-Cal coverage. 
Um, both programs across the state are good programs. They both offer great benefits. And um, there's a lot of alignment in many cases between the doctors that are in covered California networks and the doctors that are in Medi-Cal networks. Not 100% alignment, but um, often you can find the same provider in both networks. So it really comes down to affordability for the California consumer, which is the most important part. Right. Now, if you've just lost your job and you're the breadwinner, I mean, then your income has gone to zero, I guess, except for some unemployment insurance. I mean, so, so how does the, the income calculations, how does that work? Do they look at your current income, which might be zero now, or do they look at the last 12 months? Do they look at unemployment insurance as part of your income? How, how does all that uh, work out? So your income, your coverage levels are dependent or your program eligibility, I should say, and subsidy eligibility is dependent on the income you're making now. So this is really important. If your income changes in a given year, which we know is happening, you know, in great numbers right now, you should go to coveredca.org and you should input an updated income because that will help determine what program you qualify for. And if you qualify for Covered California subsidies, it will recalculate how much assistance, how much subsidy assistance you get in paying your premium. So having an accurate current income on, on record with Covered California will help determine and make sure you're in the best program with the most support. So again, I'm just going to hit that again because it's very important. Make sure that if your income is changing, that you update that with Covered California so that you know you're in the right program with the right level of financial assistance. So let's talk about this for a second because it does seem to be super important. There's lots of people out there that are going uninsured completely because they think they cannot afford health insurance premiums because they just lost their job. I think you're saying that uh, they should not necessarily reach that conclusion. That's 100% correct. One of the things I love about living and working in the state of California is that we, um, in our state, we have embraced the Affordable Care Act. And in fact, we have expanded subsidy levels for consumers um, beyond what's offered by Covered California, or sorry, by the federal program. So, so the, the good news is that um, there are a range of affordable products within Covered California. Um, and with the subsidies, in some cases, Steve, there are consumers buying products on the exchange, on the Covered California exchange, who are getting enough subsidy to pay the entirety of the premium that, of the plan they're selecting. So there are opportunities to buy a product and have no premium payment because the subsidies are covering the premium due. And I don't know if all California Californians understand that and it's really important. So my advice is go to coveredca.org and check it out for yourself. It's really important and there are a range of, of low cost options that could actually be no cost to some consumers based on their income and the, and the product that they choose. 
Well, uh, great advice there, because I, I do think people aren't still aware, you know, that that uh, if your income is super low, there's still many options, you know, for folks. Now, you know, when, when I was insurance commissioner, uh, gosh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been uh, about 10 years ago now, uh, th- there was a, a pretty significant individual health insurance market that was, you know, before the, uh, the Affordable Care Act had been implemented. Is there any kind of individual health insurance market left? I mean, is, is that an option? You know, what about some of these short-term plans that we've been reading about? Are, are those options here in California? Oh, Steve, such a great question. So <clears throat> we still have a robust individual market in the state of California. So you can buy products through Covered California, or you can buy the same products as well as additional products off of the exchange. Um, One of the rules in the state of California, though, that I I think is especially helpful is whatever is sold on exchange through Covered California must also be sold off exchange. So the products are identical. So I often encourage people that I talk to, they should go to Covered California first to determine if they qualify for subsidies. If they don't qualify for subsidies, they can go off exchange and they can buy the same products or there are in some cases products, um, additional benefit designs, for example, that some carriers may sell off exchange that are not available on exchange. Um, So the the short term products, that's more of a national um, offering in the state of California. Our legislature has been pretty firm that that those short-term products don't have enough coverage to um, really meet the the expectations of of robust protection in health insurance. And so in the state of California, we don't sell short-term plans today. Um, So your options are buying coverage on Covered California through Covered California or you can buy the same products off exchange as well. I see. Now, when you go to Cover California, they have open enrollment periods, right? So, what, tell us about the the, the latest when it, when it comes to the time periods where you can enroll with Cover California, especially if you've, if you've lost your your insurance because you've lost your job because of COVID nineteen. Uh, what are the what are the latest on on deadlines? Yes, great question. So um, the the covered California market is governed by uh, a, by an open enrollment period and a special enrollment period. So every year there's an annual period where we can an open enrollment period where you can make new plan changes, new plan selections for the next year. Once that that open enrollment period ends this particular market moves into the special enrollment period. Right now, Covered California has extended the special enrollment period through the end of July, through July 31st, due to the COVID-19 crisis. Normally, you need a qualifying event, which we talked about earlier, in order to be able to sign up mid-year. So again, a qualifying event could be losing your health insurance due to job loss, turning 26 years old so that you're no longer um, able to be covered on your parents' plan, moving into the state of California, getting married, having a baby. This special enrollment period that's active right now means that you can sign up for insurance outside of the yearly enrollment period 
without having to meet any of those qualifying life events. So if you don't have coverage today and you haven't, you, you haven't experienced a qualifying event, but you feel strongly that you should think about purchasing health insurance now, you have the ability to do that through Covered California through July 31st. And if, if you missed the July 31st deadline for some reason, uh, when's, the, when's your next opportunity? Uh, the next open enrollment period will, will begin in October of 2020, I think October 15th, and it will run um, through usually the end of January. Um, there are some discussions right now about what that open enrollment period um, uh uh, the end date will be. So I would really encourage people, if you're thinking about buying, buying a coverage and you, you don't purchase it now and you want to buy it during the open enrollment period, purchase it by December 31st of 2020. That will ensure that you have coverage for 2021 in place. One of the key points, uh, it sounds like, that you're making here is that there's 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 these deadlines, you know, set by regulation or, or by law or by policies coming out of uh, the exchanges. Uh, it sounds like it's extremely important that consumers pay attention to these deadlines and these timetables. Yeah, the deadlines are critical, um, and it, it is important that you're you're following those. So we talked about a few, right? We talked about if you lose your job and you want to join your spouse's employer plan, right? That's a qualifying event. Qualifying events you want to do typically inside of 30 days. Um, Covered California has a lot of deadlines. They have a starting date for their open enrollment period and they have an ending date for their open enrollment period. The coverage period for Covered California runs from January to December. So January 1st of every year to December 31st of that same year. You are best off getting your coverage in place for January 1st so that you know you have everything you need and your coverage is in place for the upcoming year. So those dates are critical. There are also important dates around paying your premiums. And so if you're paying your premium yourself, and this can be confusing for people who've been getting insurance coverage through their employer, that money's deducted from your paycheck. The premium is paid by your employer. When all of a sudden you're responsible for remembering to pay that bill yourself, it can be confusing, but it's really important that you set reminders for yourself that you get your premiums paid on time so that you don't move into a period of delinquency where you may not have coverage. Right. And for the sake of completeness, uh, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. Let's talk about COBRA for a second. C can you explain how COBRA works and the kinds of timetables and deadlines you have if you're going to opt for COBRA? Yes. So COBRA is um, a program that allows you to extend your coverage through your employer even after you lose your job. And it's a, a federally um, over it's it's. Um, governed by federal regulation. And um, the rules are a little bit complex, but here's what I would say. Number one, COBRA is probably your most expensive insurance option available. So we've talked about, you know, em employer-sponsored coverage, COBRA, Covered California, Medi-Cal. Of all of those, to the consumer's pocketbook, COBRA is the most expensive. You can choose to buy COBRA coverage 
right away after you lose your employer-sponsored coverage, or you have um, a window of time in which you can um, make a decision to buy that COBRA coverage. Um, COBRA often, um, COBRA often, it will expire and you need to really understand when that COBRA coverage is expired, particularly if your employer is offering to pay your COBRA premium for a period of time, which we're seeing in the market right now. So some uh, employers are saying, okay, Jen, we're going to lay you off, but we're going to pay your COBRA premium for six months as an example. These are just examples. It might be one month. It might be one year. It could be three months. You need to really understand what your employer is offering you. You need to really pay attention to that deadline because when that COBRA expires, that is a qualifying event. And so you can um, be added to your spouse's plan. You can move to um, enroll in covered California coverage or determine if you're eligible for Medi-Cal. Um, I often um, encourage people that I talk to to go check you know, your, your eligibility status with Covered California first, because in many cases, Steve, you can get coverage through Covered California for less money than you would pay for COBRA. And is the, the coverage likely to be similar in terms of what uh, Covered California offers in terms of benefits versus uh, a COBRA plan? So employer-sponsored coverage in, um, in the large group space, so if you work for an employer that's 101 employees or higher, there's a lot more flexibility in what those employers can, co- can offer in terms of benefits. So what they have to cover co-pay levels, et cetera. In the individual market and the small group market, so if you work for an employer that has 100 employees or less, that's considered a small group employer, all of those benefit designs are standardized. So we have essential health benefits that are required to be covered. Um, There are 12 of them. And those benefits the coverage itself will largely be the same. Preventive care, as an example, maternity care, as an example, those are essential health benefits that should be included in any commercial plan. But at what level are they covered? How much is your copay? How much is your coinsurance? Can vary in the employer group market, but in the individual and small group markets, those are pretty standardized. So you can be pretty assured that the benefits are are pretty similar between employer coverage and um, and individual market and cover- coverage through the through the through the covered California exchange this gets complicated um, and is one of the reasons I think why you know many individuals Steve choose to find a health insurance um, agent to help them navigate I know it can be daunting to think about your options and what's the best choice, what gives me the most coverage, the most security, the most confidence that I'm going to be cared well for if I have um, you know, an emergency or I need to use my health insurance coverage. A health insurance agent can really help guide you through all of this. Yeah, where can people find a health insurance agent or broker to help them sort through these options? So Covered California provides a list on their website. Um, many health insurance companies will, um, will provide um, uh, direction to a health insurance agent. 
Um, if you are driving around town, I know in my community where I live, uh, I see covered California signs and um, uh, yard signs all over town um, promoting insurance brokers with storefronts who can help you. Um, insurance co- Health insurance companies themselves often have um, inside sales agents who can assist you, and they are required to provide you all of your options, not just the options that are sold through their health insurance plan. Um, And they can also help you find a health insurance agent if that's what you're looking for. So there are a number of options um, out there to find a good health insurance agent. And there are thousands of really great agents across the state ready to assist. Yeah, I've had a great experience of getting help from uh, insurance agents of all types and brokers, uh, including health insurance brokers and agents. Uh, They're if you, if you can find the, you know, the right one and do your research out there, they, they can really be a, a fountain of great information. To, to clarify one thing, though, Jen, if, if I use an insurance uh, agent or broker for, to find the right health insurance, will that cost the consumer more money or are their the costs, you know, their salaries and their fees and so forth paid for by others? I'm so glad you asked that question, Steve. I was about to um, mention that. So that's the great benefit of a health insurance agent. Um, they, they are, they do not. A health insurance agent will not charge you, the consumer, to assist you in obtaining coverage. Their fees are paid for by the health insurance companies themselves. So health insurance companies pay um, a fee to insurance agents to help connect consumers to coverage. Got it. Great. Wow. It sounds like a great resource then at no cost uh, to the consumer. So Jen, one final question. You know, it's, it's super clear these days that uh, having health insurance is the ticket, you know, to accessing the healthcare system. And, and if you, if you don't have health insurance, you know, you're, you're, you could suffer some, a huge amount of financial loss or debt. Uh, what what can you what can you say to our listeners out there about the importance of not going uninsured? Yeah, I am pretty passionate about this subject, Steve. I've spent my entire career working in the health insurance space, making sure that we are providing affordable options for all all consumers. It is so important to have that health insurance safety net because you just don't know when you're going to need health care. And health insur- health care itself is incredibly expensive. We are, you know, the most sophisticated health system, health care system in the in the world. We have access to technologies that aren't available in many other parts of the world, but they are expensive. And I think particularly in this time of the COVID-19 pandemic. Where you know you could you know you could be um, impacted, infected at any point. It is just critically important that you have the safety net associated provided by uh, a health insurance plan. So I just really encourage every everyone um, in the state, anyone listening to this podcast, if you're uninsured today, please go to covered. CA.org and check out your options. It's free. It just costs you a little bit of your time. See what's out there. See what you might be eligible for. 
Um, because for just a, you know, a few dollars a month, in some cases, you can have the peace of mind knowing that if there's an emergency in your life, if there's an urgent situation that requires you to access healthcare services, you will be cared for well with the plans that you can buy. So I, I, I just really ask anyone listening, if you are uninsured today, or you know someone who is uninsured, please go or encourage them to go to CoveredCA.org. It's a great place to start to do your education and to learn what's available to you. Well, excellent advice. And, and we'll put these links on, on, on our website. Uh, Jen, thank you so much uh, for your, your help today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate your time. I want to thank you for listening to today's Fight Back podcast. Our mission is to be a resource and to provide you healthcare information in a refreshing and interesting format. I also want to thank Jen for sharing her insights in navigating what is often a very complicated process. For more information on how to obtain health insurance, go to our website, www. HealthcareConsumerRights.org. While on our website, you can check out additional podcasts or access more information and resources to help you navigate this complex healthcare system and get the care you deserve. We also welcome your input and stories that we can use on a future podcast. This is Steve Poisner, and this is Fight Back, a podcast by the Healthcare Consumer Rights Foundation. Thanks for listening. I look forward to our next podcast. Talk with you soon.